Hey, hey, Dumelang, my friends. It is I, Lebupule, your host, with the second last episode of the Stretch Podcast for the year 2022. You will recall that I said to you I had conversations with three women, starting with Joan Zabeza, last week's episode. If you didn't listen to it, please just make time and listen to that because, you know, it's very, very deep and quite beautiful if you ask me. Today I am giving you a conversation, a beautiful, fun, uh, funny, light-hearted, but also very, very deep and very um, informative conversation with the elegant and lovely Dumidiane. Now you will recall that I had this conversation with these women at the beginning of the year. So I remember precisely I had a conversation with Dumi in January. It was just before my birthday uh, or soon after my birthday, but I know it was January sometime. But the beauty of this conversation is that you actually don't even pick up the time. You don't pick up what it was done in, Jan- in, in January. The conversation is that timeless or rather even the topic is timeless and to me is just so intense and deep and informative and you can just tell from her voice and her tone that she actually just loves her work and I'll just read to me as bio just now because you know she's the first time podcast uh, stretch podcast guest so I will honor her by reading her her bio just before I give you the conversation but first I just want to just you know tell you what's happening in my world because you know that I'm a teacher and life coach and uh, an author so I do have to punt some of the work that I'm doing the coaching notes Lebupule coaching notes are out and ready and some people are starting to like them so there's a few people who've subscribed just to remind you what coaching notes are Coaching notes are your way of getting coaching on the go. So it's almost like you're getting coaching conversation on demand without having to set up an appointment, without having to pay my normal fee. So what I've done is that over the years, over nine years of coaching, I've collected generic content. In other words, Throughout my coaching career, there's always the same old, same old themes. Like they say, I know that uh, there will always be someone who's saying to me, Auslevu, uh, I feel stuck, I'm stagnant, my life is not moving forward, please help. I know that there will always be someone who says, I'm struggling with boundaries, people are taking advantage of me. I know there'll be someone who's struggling with a relationship issue. I know there'll be someone who's struggling with fear, either fear of failure, fear of success, fear of the unknown. I know that there'll be someone who's struggling with Garingnar. Um, There's just a few themes, power. Someone who's just been promoted, struggling with a power dynamics or an imposter syndrome or wrestling with uh, the sabotage, you know, with the self-sabotage and so on. There'll be someone who's struggling with commitment. There'll be someone who's struggling with a particular habit. So what I've done with coaching notes is that I have created audio. So it's basically like you're listening to me on a podcast where I am coaching you on those things. Um, I've already released two 
<laughs> just two because it's brand new uh, and the first one is on authenticity believe it or not people come to me and say I don't think I'm myself I feel like I'm fake I feel like I'm going with the flow I feel like I don't know who I am so I've recorded an audio teaching a coaching session uh, on authenticity the second one is on how to get unstuck so please go to coaching notes any link on my social media if you follow me on instagram or facebook you can't say you don't know you know it's there it's either on my conversations on facebook or it's right there on my link if you are on instagram you click on the link it's probably the first thing it says coaching notes you click they subscribe it's a subscription model and you subscribe to it and every week you will get a coaching audio. I call them coaching notes. Why coaching notes? Someone said, why do you call them coaching notes? Because when I do live coaching, when I have someone who sits on my Zoom session and I'm coaching them, after the coaching session, I send them coaching notes and they are always in audio and my clients absolutely are addicted to my voice notes so i send them a voice note of the feedback and then i give them some things to think about and then i give them homework it is exactly the same with coaching notes i will unpack a topic like i've unpacked the topic of authenticity i've unpacked the topic on um, how to get unstuck and then i give you tips and then i give you homework that will always always be the structure so that's what i want you to go and do uh, we are going into December, we are going into holiday time. There's some coaching notes that I will be giving you that will help you navigate holidays. You're going to see family and friends and relax and you know when you are in holiday mode, things come up. So the next coaching series, the, the next coaching notes series are going to be on your power, on personal power. How you lose your power, how you gain your power back, how you get your power back from that auntie and that uncle who's always asking you inappropriate question, how to not be a victim and how to just stand in your power. And so those are the ones I'll be recording in the next couple of weeks. I think there'll be about five, you know, what is personal power, how you lose your power, how you get your power back, how you stand firmly in your power and so on and so forth. So stay tuned uh, on those coaching notes. And that's what I will advertise for now. The other thing that you obviously know about is that Stretch School is open for registration. I really don't need to say more. Go to my social media, Stretch School SA. The link is there. Everything is, you guys know. I know you know. You see, I know you know. So if you are ready to join Stretch School, it's open for enrollments. All you do is click, 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 and then you are there. Okay. Now that we are done with the adverts, now let me tell you a little bit about Dumi, Diane, how I met her, and then I'll just read her bio just, you know, to honor her because she did send me her bio. So Dumi Diane is one of those killer Instagrammers. <laughs> one of those women that when you look at her Instagram page, you want to go take a shower. <laughs> you look in the mirror. And then you look at her Instagram and then you're like, yeah, no, I need to go bath. <laughs> Let alone put makeup and dress up. I get so happy when I look at her. Um, and I know she's laughing because, you know, we giggle a lot about this. She, she's elegant. She's beautiful. She's a perfectionist. 
And recently I've just learned that she's a Virgo. It was her birthday not so long ago. She's a Virgo. And I remember saying to her, ah, it now all makes sense. So to Mediana, let me just quickly read her bio, which is there on the show notes. Dumidiane Maku is a wife, mother, and businesswoman, and a bridal coach with a flair for finer things in life. Dude, she doesn't have a flair. She is the finer things in life. From fashion, travel, and fine dining, she's an advocate for all things girl power and a transformation activist. She is the CEO of Diamond Love Bridal Couture, Pink Diamond Event Management Company, founder of Pink Power, as well as the Miss to Mrs. Bridal Experience initiatives that are aimed at empowering women. Her passion is to educate women to live their lives authentically and to be brave enough to thrive in all areas of their lives. And I can attest to that, guys. Eh? I can attest to what her bio says because I've had an opportunity to work with her uh, twice. So we are going to work together again in December. I just couldn't do the Miss to Mrs. September event. My schedule and her schedule clashed this time around. But in March uh, 2022, I think it was the 11th, I had the opportunity to see Dumi in action. Uh, I was meeting her physically for the first time, but we had been speaking via email and obviously on social media. And if ever there is someone with an incredible work ethic, it's that girl. Here's something that people don't understand and don't know. It is extremely difficult to create events. It is, you, I mean, event organizers can tell you this. I've been organizing events ever since I've taken this path of, you know, teaching, healing and coaching. It is nerve-wracking from the moment you put out your first flyer to the moment you put your mic down after the event. So, you know, when you see people make it look easy, just know that there's a lot of effort that went into it. The Cape Town event was her first. It was the first Cape Town uh, event of Miss to Mrs. because she had done a Jobic leg. And it was my first time meeting her, my first time working with her. But I was treated like royalty, you know, she, from the booking of my hotel uh, to my speech to how I was treated by her entire crew. I mean, class act. And then we met again in Johannesburg, Meslo, <laughs> the biggest one. I mean, it was one of the biggest events uh, of the Mr. and Mrs., according to her. You know, Jobek showed up big time. And we had loads and loads of fun. We are meeting again in December. So if you are in KZN and you are listening, you better book your space. It's, it's in December. I don't want to say the date. She gave me the date, but I forgot it. I think it's the first week. I think it's the fourth or third. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Just watch her, follow her on Instagram. All her details and all the links are here on the show notes. You can then follow her. In the conversation, I mean, honestly, you know, it's 
uh, I, I was even saying to her uh, on, on WhatsApp that, you know, it's so funny how the timing is actually more perfect now than had we released this episode in February. We are releasing this episode in September, and guess what? September is generally the beginning of the wedding season. It's spring, it's warm, it's beautiful, it's green. Everyone is getting married. There's two people that I know, young people who are getting married this season. And, you know, the conversation with her is actually apt. It's actually the right time to have this conversation. And in the conversation, I mean, we cover all things, um, dating, marriage, uh, red flags in the marriage, red flags in the dating, what women should actually look for, what, uh, what we shouldn't look for. And we get deep into her personal life because, I mean, if you are a relationship coach and you have a thing called Miss to Mrs., you better have your own things of Miss to Missing in order. And she does. I mean, she does. You're going to love her story. You're going to love how she thinks. You're going to love how she approaches life. You're going to absolutely enjoy her. And if you don't follow her already on Instagram, which is her biggest platform, I think, do that. Uh, if you are about to get married, do get in touch with them. And, and, you know, experience excellence and experience perfection. Because she always says that it has to be perfect. <laughs> and, you know, in as much as, you know, Dumi is perfect and excellence, she doesn't impose that on anyone. You don't get that sense when you're sitting with her. You don't get a sense that, hey, wow, Jaja, nothing. I mean, you'll hear in the conversation, she's also just a girl from next door. You know, she's a girl next door very vibey, very laughing. We laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm already laughing. So you are going to actually find this conversation quite refreshing, um, betraying the topic, you know, from Miss to Mrs. And I know my feminist friends are probably rolling their eyes now, saying, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Miss to Mrs. Here in. <laughs> Just listen to the conversation and uh, thank me later. And without further ado, I give you Tumi Diane. Tumi Diane is in the house. Uh, welcome to me to the Stretch Podcast. I've been eyeing you for years, Gandal, for months, <laughs> ever since I started following you. And I thought, you know, this beautiful Tumi with her killer Instagram pictures, Pelaware Bolaya, has to be on my Stretch Podcast one of the days. So welcome. And how are you? <laughs> Thank you so much, Lebu. I am honored to be on your podcast. I've also, also been stalking you <laughs> and I think you do amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how women, we all stalk each other, but very few have got the, um, the guts to, to approach, approach yeah, and it, reach it, out and say, you know what? I love what you're doing. Can you come through or how can we work together or, you know, yeah, because yeah, the energies and everything that we do. Exactly, there is. I mean, the work that you do links to mine in a way, because in a way, it is we are healing. We are all healers and teachers in our own way. And I like what you're saying about women, Rasheba and Afela, you know, there's this stop and stay type of thing that we need to overcome. And then I suppose mm. doing the work that I do, being a podcast host, I don't have a choice but to actually reach out. And uh, very funny, I'm always sort of well-received, but there's that fear yeah, for you. Plus, Instagram, you look at people's numbers for her. Uh, this one has like 
10 followers i have 100 <laughs> why is this question so we always have these yeah. insecurities but i think we must overcome them and just honor each other as women so thank you for the yeah. honor of of coming here now the first question i always ask my guests is the past two years uh, in a sentence ne? in a sentence what has 2020 and 2021 taught you about yourself and about in your life in general? Um, I think in a sentence, I would say a standing power, you know, yeah. mm. because for me, it was a very, very challenging. Mm. I'm in the bridal space. Yeah. I, Ooh, yes. I obviously coach women from a bridal perspective, but I'm also a bridal stylist and a bridal store owner. Mm. Um, so where we have had weddings that have been postponed three, four times uh, 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 um, because of the lockdown. Now you need to understand if you had one t-shirt on a, on a rail of, uh, on a rack rail of a retail store uh, and it was booked to be worn in June and it was also booked to be worn in September. Uh, now this June's the person moves to September, the September person wants to move to June. Yo. And then the other one, there are people coming in between saying, I also love this t-shirt, uh, you know? Mm. So it has it it caused us to to rethink our business model, yeah. but to also realize that you need to have staying power in whatever you're doing. Mm. You can't give you you can't literally no, I give up. I'm I'm throwing in the towel. Yeah. And yeah. it has showed me that I have that 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 spirit yeah. naturally. Yeah. Because no matter how hard it, it got, I was like, you know what? I'm watching bridal stores throughout the country, left, mm. right, and center, closing down. Mm, mm, but that mm. is not going to be my portion. Mm. I'm going to stick through it no matter what happens. And I am going to make sure that on the other side, my brides are smiling huh. and the business is still standing in oh. years because yes. I'm not only building this as just a store. I'm yeah. building it as a legacy of changing the, the narrative for South African women as well. Yo, I'm pretty goosebumps. I literally have goosebumps all over just hearing the word legacy. And you are, you are well on your way there. I mean, I also love your catchy name from Miss to Mrs. I think it's just yeah. amazing because I think at a at face value, Motu would be thinking, for ah, you know, this is just one of those women who went us to get married. Hanti, how Sheba, the actual work that you do, it's just incredible. I mean, you're a relationship coach, you help. I mean, I follow you on Instagram, so you help us manage and maintain our relationships. You teach, and then you do these um the bridal showers, which we'll get into. But first, let's yeah. start with you. <laughs> I get how you coach. If you're a money coach, we want to know if you're a millionaire or not. You are in relationship coaching space yes. in, uh, in a holistic way as well. I know you are married. Uh, your husband is hot. I was watching your pictures at December and I was like, well, when, you must watch out. <laughs> when and how did you meet this guy? And what is it that made you say, yeah, okay, I do. So I can safely say I kissed many frogs before I met my husband. So I'd, all of us. <laughs> yeah, many, many frogs. And when I look back on why I kissed so many frogs is that I, I went through a phase of doubt and, and very low self-esteem. You know, people see you and they say, oh, Jimmy, you're so beautiful. You're out there, you're confident, but 
inside, mm. inside when you when you go back home alone, and mm. I've lived on my own for since like getting out of school basically, yeah. um, you know. And when you're there and you're alone, you then you feel so lonely. So you reach out to whatever comes your way. You are there, yeah. you know, just to fill that empty space that is in, in you. So mm. I had to take a healing journey mm. and mm. I took a year of stopping dating completely. Yeah. I was like, guys, Isha, I, I just want, <laughs> I <laughs> just give, me, give me a year, I just like right. And I remember then I, I bought my, I actually bought my first property that year yeah. because I could think clearly. I didn't have, yeah. I didn't have all these things in my way that mm. I was diversing my energy towards. Mm. And um, my husband and I met funny when we were in high school, I dated one of his friends. And the <laughs> one day I went to visit the friend and he was there, he was the, the buddy, they actually shared a flat. And I was like, this guy is so different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we stayed friends, you know, we all stay kind of stayed friends. Even after I broke up with the boyfriend, then we, we all stayed sort of a quite a tight circle of friends and yeah. some went to varsity and I didn't see them for a long time. I didn't see them for about 10 years. Yeah. 10 years later, I'm living in Bromhof Renbeck and I see the guy at Willie's and I'm like, oh, hi, <laughs> how are you? You're looking good. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's like, you're also looking good. And mm. literally, I'm like, what do you say? He's like, no, I stay down the road. I'm like, no. Hmm. How long have you been staying? He's like, no, I've been staying here for like five, six years. I'm like, but I shop here every day wow. for the last yeah. five years. How come I haven't bumped into you? Yeah. I think we exchange numbers and yeah. So it's been a wonderful journey. Yeah. Um, and like you asked, what made me think he's, he's the, the one. one? Yeah. I think once I got clarity in mm. terms of who I was, mm. I then wrote down my standards. Mm. Mm. I wrote down, literally wrote them down in a diary to say, dear God, dear universe, yeah. this is the type of husband I want. Yeah, husband, as I'm already motto. No, have to be not boyfriend. <laughs> and yeah. I really believe in the law of attraction. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I do my vision board and I, I don't keep a board. I keep a vision book because the board kind of like is there and it's everywhere. And yeah. I like to keep my visions to myself. So I have a special book and I put my visions in there and all my dreams, you know, the private jets and everything, they're right in there. And I remember pasting a picture I saw on one of the bridal magazines or Cosmopolitan and it had a ring to it. Like a, a like a marriage ring, you know, marriage yes. ring. And I it was a guy's ring. And I and I put it down there and I pasted it and I said, I'm putting the word out there to the universe. I'm gonna find this man. And these are the these are the you know, these are the standards yeah. that we are going with. And I'm not I'm not dropping because I've been down the road of dropping yes. and changing for people. Wow. And while we were dating, I could see man, there's a lot of things that I love here, things that uh, mm. you know, they synergy. You know, mm. we're together. We see in the same vision. Mm. I would take me to strawberry farms. And I'm like, you're right, oh my dude. God. This is what I love, you know? Like a black dude yeah. taking you out. Yes. <laughs> no, you take me to strawberry farms and you pack picnics in the lounge wow. type of thing. And I'd be like, all right, this is where I've been wanting. Yeah. Years later, I looked at my vision book. Yeah. Do you know my husband's wedding ring was exactly the same design? 
oh when i didn't I, even choose this band you just keep, keep giving me goosebumps like i have so much to respond to but i'm just that, waiting that, every time i think about that i know that the law of attraction works yeah literally that picture one day i said to him i want to show you something and i showed it to him he says maybe you know, it was still in your mind when i was looking for my ring i said but you went to buy your ring mm. i was not there you know so yeah i think for me it was setting the standard yeah knowing what i want yeah and being able to openly communicate my needs yeah this is what i like yes. this is what i want this is my standard this is my vision let's hear yours and mm. then let's understand if yours will mm. balance with mine because obviously there's no perfect partner Mm-mm. but there must be you know you must have a a foundation that mm. speaks the same language mm. and if the foundation does not speak the same language you are bound to have problems later oh absolutely wait i just want to respond to two things that i just so yes. found that you said um and it's funny because i also went on to the same journey my I, i also went single for but mine was slightly longer than yours i was single for three years um no? and for, for completely different <laughs> yeah no no i really needed to heal um a lot of things and i mean before we hit record i told you briefly about the fact that i went um bankrupt in my early yeah early 30s late 20s and so there was just a lot of healing that i needed to do but it's funny how cutting out mojolo is part of the clarity that one mm. needs and i suppose if you think of dikereke and spiritual things uh, when you really think about them they always discourage um relationships when one is not ready and all that even though mm. but i think at the deeper spiritual level there is value in being single for a while but real single is single the benefits and what not so mm. that you can get that clarity so i wanted to just uh, affirm that it is indeed true that being alone will set you up to really get the right people so for the listener out there uh, for a while yes. and then the second thing is the the, the vision board <laughs> wait i need to do my vision board again because uh, it works it's absolutely true there are things that i had put on my vision board in my early 30s that came to pass including having a school that one day I'm going to touch lives and have some form of school and here we are so I wanted to just confirm those two hornogenate thank you for Absolutely. that now coaching women um I'm, i suppose as a relationship coach do you coach both men and women or is it strictly women how did that um, come about and and when did you start so from a bridal perspective so yes, the, yeah. the yeah, if you could just talk store. about that yeah your work really yeah so diamond love bridal store has been there for almost 10 years now i think this year is 10 years and obviously i sell wedding gowns i style brides with their with their wedding and through that i would see so many issues label you know mm. i can give you an, i can actually write a book about you the must. Of please you bridal shopping <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely there we go you know I've already got an editor <laughs> so yeah and and i would see you know couples coming in and the first question you'd ask them is so what is your shopping budget and about to they start looking at each other huh. like okay so guys <laughs> you left home to go buy a dress and you don't actually have not agreed on the budget yo Yeah, so the red flag already wow and then the the fights would start 
No, I thought that the dress would be under 10,000. No, who do you think you are? Mm. I want to look like a queen on the wedding day. Mm. So already there's financial issues, the financial problems, you're clearly not discussing your finances. And then you'd get the, the, the men that would actually flirt with the consultants. In the <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. Now you're on the way to the altar, but you are flirting in the same time, you know? <laughs> You know, and then I would also question women to say, why did you bring your man? Or why did you bring your uncle? You know, hmm. and it'll be different perspectives of, okay, I brought my man because he wants to know everything. And I'm hmm. like, but this is another journey for you as just a woman. It's a hmm. sacred time. You're going shopping. He should see you beaming coming down the screen, coming down the aisle. For the hmm. very first time, you should see that dress, hmm. you know, hmm. um, do you have boundaries in this relationship? So obviously I wouldn't ask them like that, but I, I picked up so much to say, you know, the wedding journey, for especially for our black people, mm. and you go and plan a wedding mm. and then it becomes like you are now prepared for marriage. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm going to raise something because my mind says I must go there, but yeah, if, if it's out of order, it's correct. There's a movie, no yeah, yeah, J-Lo, um, the wedding planner. In fact, it was playing a lot in December because, I mean, it's a chick flick. And she was also picking up the things that you're picking up for it. She would tell if a couple would last based on yes. this and this and that. But obviously, because it's a movie, there would be ridiculous things like if they choose this song, Bakase last year or whatever. So you yeah, see yeah. those things as mm. they sit with you for a wedding plan. You can tell her, yeah, uh, no. Like you've just mentioned now that finances, we hardly talk about that. We think Globola is the it ready. Um, what else are red flags, um, you know, based on the couples that you've worked with or the bride herself? Because I think you work more with the bride. Yes. So <clears throat> I think red flags in the relationship. Uh. One, if you are giving too much more yeah. than what you're receiving, it's a red flag already. Because uh, you're just going to give and give and give and give, uh, you know. Uh, um, if somebody is not clear on their moves or uko guy, uh, you, know, you know how many women are like, I don't know where this man is. I've been sitting here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've all gone through that. And for me, that, you, that was one of the things that almost became a breaking point for my husband and I. Because yeah. I said to him, I'm not about chasing and knowing your, but it's only about communicating and respecting my time, mm, my yeah. time as well. Yeah. If you say, I'm going to be home at seven, you must also realize that your wife is cooking and doing all these things to be meeting you at seven. Mm, when you mm. decide to come at midnight, what are you saying about yeah. my, my yeah. time? I must just yeah. be sitting pretty, mm, waiting mm. for you. Do, do you think, Hori, men are not taught well uh, to be husbands? Like, this, should there be a school for husbands? Because who um, prepare in a way? I mean, even if you think of our cultures, um, during Lobola, I, I got married very, very, very young. And I remember being the one, Oyaluang, you know, I don't know what they call it. Yes. But, you know, I was being guided. And I remember my husband then, but Brianna, I'm not married anymore. So how do you, how do husbands or men approach marriage from what you've seen and, and how should they be 
looking at marriage going forward? I think marriage should be looked at, you know, it's like it's like a school. You're continuously learning about each other. And you the the the, the main goal of that of the marriage must be we want to grow together and stay together. Yeah. And you can't grow if mm. yes, it's a partnership. We want to grow together and and be together. So that must be the, the first goal of the relationship. And when you decide, or okay, no matter what, we want to stay together and we want to grow. And we realize that as we are growing, mm. the certain things that you, you're not getting, be open-minded to grow because mm. you find men are also not open to change. Yes, but not my mother and I'm not your mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's 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 you as a couple having to decide. And when I sit with women, I always say to them, as much as your husband, you don't want your partner, because a lot of women that I I work with don't mm. want their partners there. Mm. And mm. I think they don't want their partners there because they're not ready to have the hard discussion mm. as yet. So in me preparing them to be able to go home and say, Yes, you know what, John, today. We are going to sit and talk about our finances. And <laughs> yeah. they now equipped to answer, even if John is like blocking them or, you know, mm-hmm. um, having a bit of a negative attitude. They're able to say, okay, this is the reason. This is the mm-hmm. reason why we are sitting down. This is, and also being able to, you know, Runa, as women, we can mm-hmm. just talk, 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 talk. There's also ways to talk to men and yeah. our yeah, timing of, sitting them down and talking to them, understanding what, okay, if he's just had dinner, maybe that's not a good time. Oh. Um, should we do it in the morning? That's so or should we? Should we, yes, should we set up a date? And I always say, set up a date, make it like a business meeting. Mm. Love, can we meet, I, you know, this, this is the agenda, this, these are the things that I'd like to discuss. And you have it over a cocktail and you discuss, because if you don't make it formalized, they can hear you, but not hear you. That is so fascinating. Wait, I thought um, some, some of my friends always laugh at me. For, oh my God, I'm going to meet with you. Must I bring an agenda? You know, it's a joke that they have because I love structure like that. But that's how yeah. I approach my discussions with my partner. I, I have a living mm. partner. We are not formally married, but we are life partners. Yeah. And um, I always just give him like a list. I, I, there's something about men and lists. They, yeah. We need to talk. That's scary, even for me. I mean, even if you to come to me and say, yeah, we need to talk, I'm going to get terrified. So I will put yeah. down an agenda for I want us to discuss this and this and that. Uh, what time would suit you? Because, oh, I can leave this thing out, daughter. Uh, even when the yeah. list is there, <laughs> he'd be so threatened by the discussion items. But we've, we've crossed that bridge because I mean, we've been together for yeah. a while now. But I like what you're saying for, you know, um, feminism aside, there is a way that men like to be approached. The same way that Lerona, there's yes. a way that we like to be approached. And uh, I like the whole thing for Uji Elena. Uh, I think I teach that also to my own students for before you confront mm. a situation, ask yourself, are you hungry? Are you tired? Or is there something else in the air that you're going through? If those three, three mm. things are there, they are going to contaminate how you approach uh, whatever situation that you are faced with. So uh, I really like that a lot. Now, there's a big one that unfortunately we have to touch on. It's the 21st century, right? 
Um, you are a businesswoman. I mean, before we hit record, you were telling me that your property portfolio, you are a hard worker, you make a lot of money for yourself and your family. A lot of women are on that path, especially the women mm. that I follow. We're making money. And how, I mean, relationships were set up such that the men are the providers, the protectors, and the, how should we be approaching finances in our relationships in this era as women? You know, Lebu, I always say at the core of it is that love does not change. Yeah. Over all the centuries, mm-hmm. love is love. Doesn't matter. Your grandmother, your grandfather, they fell in love, whether they had money or they didn't have money. It's mm-hmm. at the core. Every, that doesn't change. And with that in mm. mind, mm. I always, I'm, I'm, I'm an old school kind of person. Mm. And I believe that when you, like I spoke at the beginning, the setting of the standard. So mm. when we sit down with my husband, I, when we sat down, I, I explained to him, nah, I want to be looked after. Okay. I can look after myself. Uh. But if I have a partner, I want someone that's going to make me feel secure oh. in our relationship and secure in life. Oh. I want a man with a vision. I oh. want a man that is a leader. So if he cannot lead me, even if we can name 10,000, 50,000 more than him, oh. I will just generally not, I will lose interest. <laughs> because at the core of me, I'm looking for, I need a leader. Yeah. For yeah. me. Yeah. So I, I think for, So he's not a DIY guy. It's so funny because he's the opposite of my guy. Just this morning, just this morning, he fixed the door. And I'm like, but where did you get the new handles from? I don't know. I always have these things. Una lady tools for days. <laughs> so your guy is not the same. <laughs> no, my guy it will, will, will drag himself to builders. So I'm the one that <laughs> I'm the one that has to kind of run the projects, yeah. project manage, and then I have to present the budget and the budget gets reviewed and then the budget gets approved or declined yeah. and then we go ahead. Yeah. This is the king. He's, he's the, the more, <laughs> yeah, he's more the, do what you're going to do, girl. You know my standards. <laughs> I like him. No, this this one is complete, is hands-on. Like he wants to fix every little thing. If he had time, he just doesn't have the time. But I that's what I like. I like very handy guys. I really don't like a guy who sits on the couch. Uh, <laughs> so basically you are saying that each woman, every we need to know ourselves and we need to mm. know what we want. If you know what mm. you want, two overseas holidays, then don't go for a guy who's not going to give you that. But also, do you think it's fair to then afford that yourself? Is, is that important? For if I want to go important. to Hermanes for my birthday uh, for the whole weekend, I should be able to afford it anyway. Is that important? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Okay. I think it's important that you also need to, to be able to look after yourself regardless of the relationship because mm. you don't want to be in the relationship because you are now codependent on the person mm. uh, or dependent on the person, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, because that's also that can also be have its own issues where the person knows or I when I without me you are nothing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because then the abuse is yeah. Yes, yeah. and then the abuse comes in and all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And we're not also saying that women must just look at the financial side of things. It must mm-hmm. be everything, religion, mm-hmm. everything, family. Have you met his family? Mm-hmm. Do you understand um, their culture mm-hmm. and the things that they do in their home? Mm-hmm. You know. For me, it was important that the guy comes from a Christian background because yes. he a certain um, rituals that I'm not familiar with. Mm. I, I might not be able to adapt, you know. Mm. If mm. the guy says, okay, look, whatever, ZCC or or somewhere where it's unfamiliar to me, where I'm used to being in a normal, happy, clappy, Christian... <laughs> charismatic, uh, oh, yeah. Charismatic. Piano. <laughs> you know what I mean? They <laughs> piano. So, how uh, is <laughs> somewhere else? I need to have understood. Okay, as together, look at a thing. I'd rather somebody say, because yeah. and I know couples and friends, they, um, there was so much conflict around the religion thing that they mm. actually ended up saying, okay, let's not, let's not go it. Together, mm-hmm. until we decide. What, what, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just hostile. You know, and also, your, your spirituality is a, it, it's all about you and your God, oh. and you should be able to, 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 to follow what you want to follow. Mm. You know? um, so, there's a lot of compromise that we make up front. Because we women think that once a guy proposes, we've won a jackpot. <laughs> and that's a jackpot. Yes. It truly is not. Yeah. It's not, it really is. We see this thing as, as winning something because people are like, oh, you've been single for so long. You've been single for so long. Yes, we've gone through that. I've gone through that, you oh. know, and most women have gone through that. And really, everybody wants a partner or a companion in their life. Oh. Oh. But oh. don't get into it because you are seeing or you're. Wasala, or it's that pressure or wasala or I need to start a family or the guys mm. from a wealthy family mm. because all those wrong things have got their own issues. Yeah. You will live in your heart and home mm. and you, you will be alone. Yeah, yeah, you'll pay. Because if the person's not available, they're not available. They're not available, yeah. Unavailable partners. In fact, one of um, the coaches I work with specializes in unavailable partners. And yeah. our unavailable partner does not mean for a castle, but oh, unavailable. Absolutely. You know, it's these people who are always golfing, who are always in meeting. The workaholics are a sign of another unavailable partner, emotionally unavailable. All those things um, are red flags that we don't look at as women because uh, the other day, I mean, let me make you laugh. I was watching Single and Mingle. Can I look at 157? Sometimes for, because I do work that works with people. So I like to watch, see what ordinary people get up to and some of the issues yes. they deal with. So Single and Mingle just makes me laugh. Every time they ask a girl, so what type of a guy do you want? And then they say, tall, 
dark skin, mm. nothing about values to me, nothing about no. he needs to be kind hearted, he needs to be spiritually sound, he needs to, none, it's always tall. <laughs> what are you going to do with his tallness when he's beating you about? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you are saying uh, we need to talk about finances. You need to understand what it is that you want. The religion is another one. Spirituality is another one. Sex. The family other day planning you were hosting... is another one. Mm, yeah, like family planning and sex. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's where I was going because you're posting about sex, Liliko Holiday. I'm sure you're hitting it so hard because it's holiday time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, we, we were hitting it hard because it's almost like when we when you don't uh, uh, schedule sex yeah. or, you know, make sex a, a priority in yeah. your relationship, it sort of fizzles away. And we've gone through the, you know, the ups and downs where we're like, I said, when I go through those ups and downs, I always say to my husband, I feel like your sister now. Yeah. Like, mm. We're just like roommates, housemates, you know? Where's the, where's the fire? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I tease him. I say, I, I'm missing my young lad, the one that's going to do a bit of a dance for me, put some music. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guy. Come on now, you know? And it's both ways. And I think sex is very important. I mean, when I know, my, my husband will find me here whipping out sex toys and I'm like Kai let's get it on like <laughs> I'm not I'm not about to be <laughs> to get my crisis no. yeah like it's important you need the connection as as a couple and also your sex changes in marriage oh yes I was it, going it to go there Hore, uh, it's, yeah it's different. I don't know how old you are uh, but I'm in like in the middle of my 40s and sex is taking it's it's taking i'm telling yeah well i'm 46 now that you know we're recording Kanako yeah. but by the time my listeners are listening to this it will be february i'll be 46 sex is taking on such a beautiful turn for me and my body you know physically so it's, it's a very interesting one maybe mm-hmm. i should invite you so we can talk strictly about sex and i love that you mentioned sex yeah. toys rona in my mm-hmm. relationship it's a it's still kind of a taboo uh he doesn't like them very much and i'm like bro we we said we're gonna be together for life so we need to get on the business of these things they're not scary they're not taking over you they're not better than you because i think uh black men uh the little Mm. that i know find them quite intimidating the sex toys they think they're replaced they're being replaced by them so so we are in that type of talk so i was quite fascinated when you mentioned for no i'll just take out my sex toys <laughs> and say yeah let's get it on very very interesting this sex thing yeah Another and thing- i think when the, the guy is not comfortable with sex toys it's mm. also about how you introduce them to the relationship yeah. and how they look like because if you're gonna whip out <laughs> like some <laughs> oh my god um, humang is still dog then he's also gonna look at it and like okay so you know this one well, okay so basically what are you saying yeah. <laughs> so, so i think <laughs> and i personally gone through that so when we started dating with my husband yeah. i had this vibrator and we used to call it george i used to call it george <laughs> i don't know why i called it george i was single guys and i had george and George was my man, you know? 
And George could do the job. George was very satisfied. How complain with George? Sharp. Let's have this match. George is on. <laughs> and very, very soon in our relationship, my husband was like, George oh has to go. I don't yeah. want to see George. I don't want to touch George. George looks like. <laughs> I don't want to touch George. <laughs> so he was very clear to say, George, George must go. Yeah. And. And we can both go and look at what you like, or you can go buy some other things that you like, and we can, you know, we can take it from there. But George, George was thrown very far away. Yeah, yeah. And then you introduced other things I that are much. that are comfortable for. Because that's what I was telling him. For now, I'm not gonna bring a dildo. There's many the toy the, the sex toys industry yeah. has evolved. Uh, don't think of it from a porn perspective. There's, they've evolved yes. to accommodate both of us. There's things that will help you too. You know, it's like yeah, maybe this is mm. some other time. But here's the thing, to me, it's going to have to happen at some point because we're not even getting younger. You know, You know, they think they remain staring oh. forever. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Another point you made about sex, uh, which I liked, and again, I feel validated, is the scheduling of it, the whole planning mm-hmm. of it. And um, I remember back in, I think a few years ago, I posted about that on Facebook for, you know, now I really prefer our sex life to be sort of planned and scheduled like anything else. Yo, people are like, nah, you're killing the spontaneity. Here's, here's what I know about me. I work very hard and my mind has to be in a particular way for me to have sex with you. So you can't come kilikotesking and pounce on me. Maybe once in a blue moon, I will work with you, but I generally like to know that we are getting it on. And it starts obviously getting WhatsApp, for saying and all that, but I prefer mm-hmm. planned. Is, is that what you meant when you say we need to plan sex and sex? Yes. Or am I? I think, yeah, I think it's, it's important because like you say, it's not the movies. You know, in the movies, you see people, they're rushing, they're <laughs> pulling their buttons open and they're in the shower. I mean, have you tried having sex in the shower? Oh, it's dude, like... I'm so happy you're talking about that. I am very exciting. movie stars, you know what I mean? It doesn't work. So scheduling it as much as it's a little bit boring, uh, it may sound boring, but it actually works. Yeah, and no, like you say, you know, it starts in the morning, the flirting, the flowers, the chocolates. Yeah. You know, cooking a nice meal when he gets home. Yes. It's nice music. So yes. you set the mood and you, you set, set the tone. The it's mood. just a matter of you decide what you're going It's Thursday and you're going to yeah. have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it's Sunday morning. For us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For yeah. Sunday morning, you know, and for me and my husband, we've realized that it's important for us to take time away. It doesn't have mm. to be like this lavish holiday, mm. just even a staycation one night somewhere because when you're in a different place, we tend to like even explore better yes, than yes, absolutely. the general. Yeah, the whole, yeah. that familiarity, you know, there's, there's just the routine that a home creates that kills the sex. So yeah, I agree with you. Little now and again, you're like, yeah, just go to George quickly. Because uh, mm. I live in the Western Cape and George is beautiful. So you just have a yes. weekend away and it helps. Yo, to me, this was more than I bargained for, always in terms of content and in terms of time. So since you are new to my podcast, 
I have five questions that I ask every guest. They are okay. rapid fire, meaning, you know, just think about them a little bit, not too long. Uh, D5E okay. and you answer, and that's how I wrap up the show so that it doesn't end in JPL. So are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, question one. The happiest day of your life. Do you have a thing called the happiest day of your life? No. I don't have the happiest day of my life. I think I've learned to appreciate every day as it comes and celebrate it as it comes. Some days have got highs, some days have got lows. Mm. So happiness is for me just the feeling, but mm. the contentment of, of every day is what mm. I live. So you can't pinpoint for 1993, I had the happiest day of my life. That's, that's, that's good. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. Second yeah. question. The hardest thing you've ever had to do or the hardest thing you've ever experienced? The hardest thing I've ever experienced is my mom um, stopped working. I had just finished matric and I thought I was going to have this uh, savior of take somebody paying for my university and that was not it. So mm. I had to waitress uh, full time for four years and I worked as a waitress at a bar and I worked from 10 in the morning till midnight every single day and I took taxis every single day and I got home at three o'clock because if you know the taxi circle Carlton center that it delivery and then and then you'd have to risk yourself because sometimes I was the last girl or the last person in the car with the taxi driver mm. and it's two in the morning and I would sleep between two and nine o'clock and get up for another 10 o'clock shift. Oh. That was hard, My God. but it also made me who I am. Oh, that, that's such a, those are the stories, hey? Those are the stories that make us who we are. That's a deep, that's yes. deep. And people yeah. look at you now mm. and they think, oh, so somewhere, but this is mm. where I come from. This is how I educated myself with those tips that people gave. That's how I went to school in varsity. Oh, 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 me. You know, my daughter waitressed for a year, um, also in between Alikovets, because uh, I was in my second uh, business that was just taking off very, very slowly. And so to add to her, it wasn't for the fees, because the fees I was paying, it was for mm. the lunch, you know, because she was not at rest. Naya Nadula Kohai, because we lived in Alex, so that's just a normal taxi away. And she says, mm. in that year of waitressing, she learned so much about people. Are they would tell yeah. if who's gonna pay? They would tell yes. who doesn't have money. They would tell, you know, the, it's it's like you learn so much about human beings from waitressing. So I'm interested to hear your stories next time mm. about uh, mm. that that four years. But that's that's a powerful time of your life. Third question: yes. Money. What is money to you? What does money represent? What 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 does money mean to you? Money to me, if I had to sum, give it one word, besides being energy, it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> Thank you. No, <laughs> yes, everyone says yes, money. It is. It, yes, it is. But it's, yeah. it's energy and, you know, we're going to have a good vibe with money. But sure. for me, money is access. It gives me access to the things that I want. Mm. That's what money is to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. If I have the money, I have the X, I can go and buy it. I can go where I want to go. Mm. I can spend it whichever way I can invest it. Mm. You know, it opens the doors. Mm. It's not everything, yeah. but it allows you the access to yeah. those things. Yeah. You know, whether that access to you is freedom, you know, money gives you the freedom. You don't have to work if you've got it. Money gives mm. you, you know, so mm. many freedoms, right? travel freedom. You can live in the mm. place that you'd like. So it's that having that access to the thing. There's nothing worse than being mm. on a holiday and you constantly have to ask, how much is this? Because you sometimes be like, ish. Mm. You know, maybe I was not ready. Yeah, no, no. If you have to say how much is this for holiday, and you were not ready. So, scaffold. Hey, so Go when you have the man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's, 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 I want to be in a place where I have that access to mm. the freedom of the things that I want and to be content and to sleep at night knowing that my family is looked after and I, I, I don't have the anxiety. I've gone through many anxieties. Mm. We'll have another discussion where I we can will. Tell you. I mean, we are you're an entrepreneur, so that makes sense. I'm I an entrepreneur, promise. you're an entrepreneur, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the money anxieties are real. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go through credit cards and you think, hey, right, now what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Chalete, no, it's, it's a whole very discussion. Yes, yeah. it is, it's very money important. Is, yeah, it's very, very important. And I'm, I'm very frank in my relationship when it comes to money and I've had friends say to me, but friend, you sound like a gold digger. And I'm like, no, we need money. <laughs> I'm clear. I'm not a gold digger. I'm just clear. <laughs> I'm clear. We need to have money. And I cannot be with a partner that doesn't have a vision of us having money and building wealth. Wealth building is important. If, if, we are, if we're not together, we are not together. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, as a fourth question, time and attention. Ne? Um, mm. You know, time and attention, it's commodity, especially our attention now in social media time away. You're looking for your email, you end up finding yourself in here, Googling something you didn't even think of because our attention is so, so much in demand. So the question is, if you had your way, if you could control people's time and attention, where would you like them to spend their time and attention on what things? Um, I think firstly, on things that add to self, prayer, Great. meditation, hmm. reading. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think for me, I've, I've found that the more the social media has, has pulled me on the other side hmm. and, you know, these good things that I know actually build me and they make me feel so good mm. and empower me and I and I'm able to thrive I'm able to work I'm able to face the universe and the mm. things that now we're not giving attention to when mm. you start your day for example with a meditation and a prayer mm. there's so much clarity yes. versus when you jump out of bed mm. and the first thing you see is catching up on the lives and the stories and what what <laughs> By the time you are done with those, and I do it, trust yeah. me. I no, have we done do, it. yes. So we, we do have you know? slip ups. Yeah, and and we... you do it unconsciously yeah. now because it's like the minute you touch your phone, that's mm. oh, that red your Instagram, yeah. and you are there. Yeah. And you wait, look at the clock, you spend 40 minutes. 40 yeah. minutes is a long time. For, for us, you know, 40 minutes, keep coaching session. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a coach called Darren. Keep Darren, man, or Darren Warren. Mm. 
um, you know, and he sends these clips every morning. Oh. Um, it's called Daily Darren, yes. Okay. This thing's called Daily Darren, and he sends these clips and newsletters. And mm. one of the, the clips that he sent, he said, besides controlling your morning, mm. switch off and have time that you say, okay, as much as you have time, you're going to have breakfast. Mm. Make the time for social media. And when's the time is done, it's done. Yes, yes, yes. Because now we're out of control. And yeah. I found myself last year that I, I literally lost control. Yeah, like, I, I don't know when... When am I emailing? When am I posting? When am I listening to clients? It was just like a buzz of everything. And so much anxiety comes from yeah. that. Yes. It's not yeah. actually saying, okay, Lebu, nine, okay, seven. don't call me because uh. I'm in my meditation. Uh. But at nine, I'll be ready to hear yeah. from you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's where we need to start. It's so important for our mental health. It's yes. so, so important. No, I won't add much except that yes, yes, yes to everything. And uh, at least I have finally got it on lockdown. I do not touch my phone until at least half past nine when I have my coffee. And uh, thank God to Instagram, I manage my, my, my social media better. When I was active on Facebook, that's where the, the wheels came up because Facebook gives me a completely different vibe than than Instagram. Instagram, land respect Instagram. Facebook, I want zombie. So we can go on and on there. So it's, it's a very interesting one, yeah, social media. And the final question is about the future. What's your hope for the future? And I don't mean in the spiritual, I just mean in a, if you were to wake up and it's 2045, what are you hoping humanity is doing? Where are we as human beings vis-a-vis the way we treat each other and all that? What's your hope? Yeah, I think it's in the way we treat each other yeah. as, mm. as human beings mm. and, and seeing each other. You know, yeah. I, I think we don't, sometimes we don't see each other. We really do not see each other. There's so mm. much pain in, in a lot of people. You know, you may walk into a store in Woolies and somebody loses it with you. Mm. But they lose it because they are going through the most. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when are you like, you just want to eat the strawberries. Yeah. And they lose it. And, I, and I've learned, mm. there's, a, there's an affirmation that I do of, I only express love and I'm at mm. peace. Mm. And when I feel that I'm not seeing people, I need to express love. Yeah. I need to see that tell person, yes, there's a queue. Uh, yes, there's everything else, but they're also doing their best. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and if amazing. I'm not expressing love, then I'm shouting, hey, I've mm. been here for so long. Mm. Can you not mm. see me? Why is the mm. service so slow? Mm. And you know, where are the energy? cashiers? Why is there only four cashiers working? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think if we had to just all try our level best to just see mm. the cashier as a human being, mm. see the petrol attendant. See the people on the road. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going through the most. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And that's I think true. humanity just needs to learn back to bring back that flow of loving each other and seeing each other as human beings. Mm-hmm. And I think that will will yeah. start even liberating better because if I'm seeing label mm-hmm. and I'm seeing them from a place of love, mm-hmm. I, I, I will mean, sense I mean, it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will, I will sense, sense it. it, and then I will receive it, and I'll also give it forward. Ganjalo, Ganjalo. So I know exactly mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah, yeah. Wanesu, thank you so much. Before Utsamaya, um, if people want to get in touch with you, 
where in fact if you could just tell us briefly your like rotola guy your bridal shops your miss to mrs work who should come to you and how do we come to you in other words if i want to be your client um okay, how do so I get, yeah basically talk briefly about that okay so if you would like to be my client and if you're in you're engaged you're recently engaged you're a woman and you're looking for a bridal dress you can find beautiful couture dresses at Diamond Love Bridal Store. We are based in four ways um, at the embassy and our website is diamondlovebridal.co.za in the socials at Diamond Love Bridal. And as well as women that want to be empowered um, and, and educated about their preparation to their journey of getting married. Huh. We have a page specifically called the Miss to Mrs. Bridal Experience. Mm. We host two annual events, and this year we are hosting one in Cape Town for the very first time mm. on the 5th mm. of March. In Johannesburg. We'd yeah. love to have you there, actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we have that platform and with that platform, we run a series of events and a series of masterclasses and workshops that I oh. get to women that I say, I'm getting married, but I'm really not prepared. Oh. How can I get myself prepared? What are the things that I need to know? What are the things that I need to look out for? And then they take that information. They can go and further study themselves, you know, oh, um, well, and if they it. want one-on-one -on -one coaching. They yes. can work with me directly. Yeah, no, invite me to one of those workshops so I can teach them about shadow work. For uh, the wrongs you see in your partner, my friend, <laughs> they are a big reflection of your issues. But yeah, yeah. so we, we will talk about that uh, privately. For now, let me release you, my dear. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you are just as beautiful as I imagined you to be. Um, beautiful soul, love your energy, beautiful spirit. Until next time. Thank you, next. Thank you, Lynn. I'm still loving it. George, yo, George was like a nightmare. I've never had a George. I've always been terrified of dildos. Uh, yeah, I'll pause the dildos just honestly scare me. And if you're a guy listening to this conversation, uh, yeah, make sure that it's okay for you to send your thing to your partner because, you know, penises are scary you know <laughs> so that's why i don't like dildos in particular they just they scare the hell out of me you know they're like a clown <laughs> oh my god did i just make it too weird okay so that was Dumi. if you are in case at n uh, just look out for Dumi's uh posts even me because we will be in Devon. like i said i think it's the fourth i think it's sunday the fourth but I do stand corrected, so do watch out for her uh, flyers there. And do join us, you know, generally on the Miss to Mrs. events, I talk on healing within relationships. So why is it that you need to prioritize your own healing uh, if you want your marriage uh, to succeed? Prioritize your own healing. Do not drag your husband, do not drag your wife to a coach. Heal yourself first. Generally, when you do your own work, um, there isn't really much you can do to the partner. They will move with you. They will change with you. And you will see as you change, they change. As you heal, they heal. Generally, that's how it works. So that's what I normally talk about. So if you will be in KZN around that time, if you are in KZN, we would love, love, love to see you. Because, you know, it's, it's um, the Miss to Miss event 
are epic they're they're beautiful i mean from the way we look in white to the vibe to the champagne <laughs> to the party to the dancing it's it's just absolutely brilliant now before i go i just want to remind you that do this episode is the second last next week i have another incredible woman another power powerhouse and then i will then come back again as a solo in the new year you will not get full episodes if you are on the free the podcast is going to be monetized it's going to be subscription sort of like the coaching notes if you want full episode you'd have to subscribe we haven't figured out how much it's going to be yet but it's not going to be more than a hundred rand a month and um, you will have to just subscribe we will be giving you incredible guests we'll be giving you deep uh, guests who are in healing coaching spirituality esoteric wellness mental mental health all those topics that are stretch school related um, and so you really don't want to miss out on that you really don't want to stay on the free you really don't want half episodes i mean come on come on you would want to subscribe so until next time until next week with our final guest for this year I wish you love and all green lights as always.